Check our website, WillowbrookGolfClubWatertown.com. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringes Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringes Contracting, the people who call you back. AccuWeather sponsored by Akazi Monuments. Quality handcrafted granite and monument products at affordable prices for over 100 years. You can trust Akazi. Plenty of clouds around for us tonight. We can't rule out a shower in some spots. The low in the upper 30s. Tomorrow, some sunshine with a brief shower or two still possible with highs in the upper 50s. Partly cloudy tomorrow night going down to 37. Then Saturday is a partly sunny start to the weekend with a high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Rose Tamburino on the News and Talk Authority, AM 1240, WATN. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry, sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, uh, Live at Five. In studio guest, <clears throat> Keith Jackson, L.A. Coliseum. Uh, it is already eight and a half minutes after the hour on a Thursday show. Someone's buzzing. And I just sent a picture over the news junkie just to let them know of our guest. Uh, and uh, so, thus, the uh, the city council race begins. Contrary to uh, to Jeff Graham, who's waiting till next month to talk to can- uh, can- council candidates. We're going to get the ball rolling right now because people want to know who the candidates are because there's like 16 dozen of them. And today we have Mary Ellen Blevins uh, with us for the first time in the AM 1240 studio. So, Mary Ellen, you, am I saying your name correctly? Am I saying yes, Mary Ellen Blevins? You know, because uh, someone referred to you as Mary Ann Blevins today. No. <laughs> Does that happen from time to time? Oh yes. Is that a common mistake with the with the Mary? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's okay. So okay. So I don't have your. I don't, do you have your face? Do you have a website yet? I know you just. You know. No, okay. I don't. Okay. All right. So um, you know, there's a big race going on. There is. And by the way, <laughs> w- welcome to 199 Wealth. We have first time ever, and the first time you met Jim uh, Jim Levin. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm sure he was uh, impressed with your credentials, and I'm sure he wanted you to be impressed with his. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, no, Jim is a great guy, and uh, ex- and I mean that when I say he should have been a doctor or a lawyer, anything but radio. He has a face for radio, but that's about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we pick on him a lot. All right, so um, name recognition. Why do you think people n- recognize your name already, Mary Ellen? Well, uh, because I was the person that presented the lawsuit against the city uh, about the golf course. So people recognize the name from that. Sure. And what initiated that? If you don't mean what motivated you to, to, you know, as a citizen, what a town citizen. And if Mm -hmm. we could be transparent, you live. Actually, there was there was another issue that you weren't too happy about. We'll get into that in a little bit. That's the uh, the new uh, Stewarts, yes, uh, uh, and that's where you're located, if I'm not mistaken. Right, we're located right next door. So people are familiar with you from that. Yes, uh, you've never been in politics before. No, never ran for dog catcher or no. alderman or anything of that no. of that nature. Not that there's anything wrong with being a dog catcher. It's a very important job. Uh, and yet no one's ever nominated for you. You ever noticed that? Uh, nonetheless, uh, so we know your name from two different stories just in the last, essentially, six months. Yes. Really, when it comes right down to it. Uh, and then and then the lawsuit came about. You got donations. People gave, you know, what reached out to you. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't even solicit that. People reached out to you. Right. Right. So, uh, so I'm just trying to put all the pieces together. You and I had a nice discussion about a week ago. So you're very busy. We'll get into your career, what you do. But it just it got down simply to the point where you are the accidental politician. <laughs> right. 
uh, just like the book, The Accidental Tourist. So you kind of, and this is not the first time there's historical people that made it to the top that didn't know, like it's essentially Donald Trump. And I won't ask you if you're a Donald Trump supporter, but let's face it, he got so fed up with the system. And he said, well, I'm going to be a part of the system. And he never ran for dog catcher, right. but he became president of the United States and who knows what happens next. So when you did the lawsuit, what it, it, was it just because of the price of the golf course or what was it that compelled you to, 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 to do that, Mary Ellen? There was a couple things. One was the price. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no you know, assessment getting done. It just seemed the whole procedure was not being done right. transparently. Right. So that was problem number two. The third thing that really bothered me was that last meeting, the special meeting, um, over the golf course where no one was allowed to speak. Now, I understand mm-hmm. that the procedure can allow for that, that you don't have to allow for people to speak. Mm-hmm. But my question would be, why not? Why not let people speak? Right, right. Um, you had a bunch of people show up there that took the time out of their day. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to spend it Monday night mm-hmm. at city council, right? So if they're spending after a full work day, right. they're coming there to voice their opinion, mm-hmm. let them voice their opinion. Right, right. Did you get the sense that they didn't want to hear anyone's opinion at that point as far right. as privilege I, of the floor? Yes. I, I, it, it felt like the decision was already made. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what anybody thought, right. um, which was a little upsetting to say the least. So um, it, it's, you, I guess when you do a lawsuit like that, you have, to do, I, you have to be somewhat transparent. Did you put up your own money for that? Because that's not, not cheap. Well, we had a lot of people contribute. Sure, but still a lot of time, a lot of effort. Yeah. Uh, were you were you not obviously not satisfied with the result? But Judge McCluskey looked at the law, looked at the lawsuit, and said, I, "I I see where you're going with this. It was a deal." And by the way, if you listen to Mayor Jeff Graham here on the Hotline Show, there's more grumblings about yet another investigation back in the news again. But Jeff says, "Hey, the deal is a deal," and whether or not there was something nefarious, or whichever. But everyone signed the dotted line. So you probably weren't surprised when McCluskey came down with, with, the, with the final decision. Um, I was obviously hoping for a different decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad, however, that the result in the end brought people um, together in the city and started realizing that, you know what, we can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Everybody has to be involved sure. to change the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... That luxury is long past. Right. We've put people in charge and we see where it's going and it's not going in a good direction. No, it's not. And again, um, Monday night, do you go to the city council meetings? I did up to the lawsuit. I went to every um, every meeting, every work meeting. Sure. Um, and those, by the way, if people want to go to those meetings, they're super important because that's where everything is really discussed. Right. Um, so if you really want to stay informed, you go to that work session meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't speak at those meetings, but it doesn't matter. You're still getting all the information you need mm-hmm. so that you can go to the regular city council meeting and speak after that. What are your thoughts about the lack of decorum, for the lack of a better way of saying this, Mary Ellen, on Monday night? The exchanges, not just Monday night, but it seemed like it culminated perhaps one of the more ugliest scenes in City Hall this past Monday night. I'm sure you saw that. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts about how cl- a councilman only is interacting with our mayor. I think there should be some decorum. Sure. And um, I actually want to get a hold of the bylaws because there's got to be some kind of uh, situation where you're allowed a certain leeway and mm-hmm. that's it. Right. Um, but something needs to be in place that mm-hmm. doesn't allow this to continue. That's a tall order at this point, but uh, uh, would you ever believe that, uh, you know, you've been here for, you mentioned earlier before the show, Mary Ellen, you've been here for about 25 years now. Yeah. Originally from New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what brings you up here? It was a great opportunity mm-hmm. um, to practice medicine, so uh, so I took it. So, w- wait a minute, you just, did you, you know, like the Bay City Rollers, you just picked out a city on a map? How'd you find us up here? You know, a job well, opportunity, perhaps? My- the the people that were involved with our program had ties to people that were at um, at the hospital at Samaritan. Yeah, sure. And so uh, they were trying to recruit people from the city to come up here. Nice. And so I was one of those people they recruited. And you're going to school. You're going to be a doctor. 
Uh, I'm going to have a doctorate. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to be a medical doctor. I'm going to have a doctorate mm-hmm. in medical science. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have the title of doctor, but that's only in academic settings. Yeah, but you're a physician's assistant. Yes. So you're pretty much, I mean, you're not, you know, Jill Biden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Dr. Bill Cosby. He, he has some good drugs, apparently. Sorry. Uh, so, all right. So that brought you up here. And uh, my goodness gracious, you came up from New York and uh, you said, wow, let's give it a try. And, you, and you're going to be here for the rest of your life, I'm assuming. Well, You've been here until this long, something changes, your adult yeah. life. You have property up here. Yes. Yeah, we own a and, home. Uh, and your husband is a masseuse. Yes, he's a massage therapist. A massage therapist. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is fascinating. Children? Yes, we have two children. And do they live locally or do they move to the Carolinas? No, oh, kidding. actually, they're both 12. We <laughs> oh, adopted them from you. China. That's awesome. Um, and my That's husband awesome. has two grown children. Yeah. Um, and yeah. one lives in New York City or just outside of New York City, and the other one lives in Syracuse. Gotcha. Is your husband from the New York as well? No, he was born in Alex Bay and raised in Watertown. Well, then there's the connection right there. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, wow. Well, that's kind of yeah. how I got here. Like a lot of people. There's always got to be some connection Yeah, like he's that. a local. That's yeah. awesome. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, and uh, again, to be transparent, you're also good friends with the mayor and his family, along with Millie, because I think your neighbor's over there. Well, yeah, we're neighbors. And, of course, everybody in the medical profession knows each other, right? Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Right. You know. Are you happy with, I mean, I'm just going to talk on my behalf. And I know, and I know Jeff, I'm friends with him, and he actually drove me to the location where Stewart's is now. Yeah. And this is before, this is during the controversy. Yeah. And he says, Glenn, look at the integrity of this neighborhood. And I said, of course, I I did the history video of Watertown. I know Washington Mm -hmm. Street has all these beautiful homes. It was a shame that so many homes were destroyed years before you and I got here. And, you know, this was kind of like, well, you know, Jeff is definitely an old school guy, and he Mm -hmm. wants to preserve things. That particular lot wasn't, again, it almost looks like what's going on with the Mercy lot, which is back in the news again, uh-huh. which is a total mess. It looks like a desert of stone and rock. It's <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah, it is. But when I looked at the weeds and I looked at the exterior of the other homes around the lot, and that's nothing that the city can do, but it was an eyesore. Mm-hmm. That was the way I looked at it. Um, and I know it went back and forth, and eventually, I don't know who was the deciding vote. It might have been Sarah. I can't remember now. But it was decided to put it in there. Personally speaking, Mary Ellen, I know where you're coming from. I'm not challenging that. It's none of my business anyway. But I really like what, what the Stewart's looks like now with the with the white fence and how they landscaped everything. Do you, do you like what they did there in your neighborhood? Uh, well, you know, we made every effort to protect our property yeah, yeah, um, and the people that. around. Um, so a lot of that that was done was because of the efforts that a lot of us in the neighborhood said, we don't want this, we don't want that. Right. If this is going to be here, then we're going to do things to protect the property value, right? Right, sure. Um, and so they they complied. So, 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 yeah, so in other words, if you hadn't done that, we would have had a more of a generic version of a yes, Stewart. Yes, I think it would have been, been a as, bit As different. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I think it would have been <clears> a lot different if... if there was an outcry, yeah. I wonder if other, because Stewart's is so big in New York State, I wonder if like other places downstate in Orange County, Middletown, whichever, I, I, I wonder if they were, were, did you get a sense that the people that came up here that represented Stewart's were surprised with the pushback up here for the new location? Um, initially, yeah, I didn't, I think they were surprised. They didn't think they were going to get this much pushback. And that's my guess. That's my prediction because you can't beat city hall just like you can't beat a big corporate, not, not that Stewart's is a big, big corporation, but they have enough money and an attorney. Yeah, they have just money. And in, yeah. and in many cases, Mary Ellen, we're with Mary Ellen Blevins, one of 10 candidates running for city council. In many cases, people just don't, don't put up a, a gripe at all, whether it's in Auburn, whether it's in Ithaca. I mean, they just, it just happens coming from Queens myself. No one cared that someone was going to put in a new Blockbuster or a new uh, Optimo shop. It just happened. Right. But up here, thanks to people like yourself and Mm -hmm. Millie and others, we put up a stinking, and I think that's when Stewart was probably, wow, we we never got this before. I get that sense, at least. Well, I I don't know if they've never gotten it before in other areas. I I really can't make a comment on that, but I think they realized that they had to step up their game. And they did. And, and that, they did. And, and for the record, they also did it on the north side because they were going to tear down a beautiful oak tree there, and they preserved it. And, and now it's dying, unfortunately, probably because of all the construction. But they do listen to people like yourself. Yeah. So, okay, so that's done. And then the golf course things come, $3.4 million, no appraisal, <laughs> no privilege of the floor. We have a realtor that's, uh, that normally would do appraisals. I'm sure that, yeah. did that seem odd to you that, that Lisa took that route? I, Not to did. pick on Lisa, but it right. was a big point. I mean, the whole thing seemed very odd. Right. It, it just didn't, 
uh, seeing what you would do to make a smart business deal. Sure. You know, if you're, if you're making a deal to protect the taxpayer's money, because that's basically what it is. It's not like free money. It's taxpayer's money. Um, You would think you would do everything you could Mm -hmm. to preserve that money, to make the most value for it. Sure. And that's not what happened. No, it's not what happened. And but now, I mean, you know the old expression: you were given uh, lemons, like m- make m- lemonade out of it. Right. And but uh, what do you? I got to ask you because yet another uh, byproduct of the uh, of the golf gate is the golf ball. Uh, what say you about the golf ball? I know it's comical, but it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it is happening. Well, you know, when you buy a property, the things that are on the property you purchase it's you know unless you have a preset agreement saying this is ours this is yours Mm -hmm. you know which didn't happen so everything on there was the city's so for anybody to come after the fact and start taking things Mm Is is either really naive right. or they're trying to get away so- with something. Well, and again, the uh, the interim uh, city attorney, who I thought was astute and really yes. you know said it. Some mm-hmm. people, Jeff was saying, well, some people said he was a little out of uh, hand. I said, no, I thought he was right on. And again, that's just me speaking, Marion. Yeah. As you know, just because he's here temporarily doesn't mean he doesn't he he can't observe. But he did make a good observation. He says, look, I will look into. I, I he did some research. This guy has no clue what's going on in Watertown, but he certainly caught up, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And he recognized the fact that, for instance, our own Donnie uh, was arrested for taking the uh, uh, the gay pride flag down and putting it away, documenting it, by the way. And uh, in this case, a fourth, uh, the, the golf ball is estimated to be $4,000, and uh, yet no penalty or, or charges against that. They just have to wait and see. And a lot of people say, well, Glenn, you know how that is. You know, we're talking about two powerhouses mm-hmm. that are essentially are playing the game in the city after the city handed them over. That incensed people quite a bit. Would you agree with that, Mary? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course it did. It's it's like getting a slap in the face after. That. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> after it, getting dumped on. It's, it's like getting kicked while you've yeah. been knocked down. No yeah. doubt about it. So that's yeah. why people are upset with it. Sure. So the one thing, when you get your petitions, by the way, you, you didn't make the list of questionable petitions. Congratulations. <laughs> You didn't make the list, uh, which is great. So, but when you went, this is this question I ask everybody. When you went door to door, did they know you right away? Oh, you're the woman that put up the, the Some the people lawsuit. did. Yeah. Some people didn't. Sure. Um, when I explained who I was, you know, the majority of the people, I would say 99% was like, where did I sign? Or, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, I already signed two petitions. Otherwise, I would have signed for you. So there was a very positive feedback. So you're the fruit of your efforts for, for one, the Stewart's thing, which is a little bit, you know, kind of in the background, but clearly the the, uh, uh, the golf course really brings your name recognition way up above the others. And that's so important. So with that, aside for the golf course and aside for the lack of decorum and all this other stuff that we're seeing in City Hall, what are people in, from your experience, Mary Ellen, uh, what are they really concerned about as far as the city's concerned? Well, I think because of what happened with the golf course, yeah. they're really concerned about spending. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which is understandable. Sure. You know, there's only so much money, mm-hmm. you know, and when you run out of money, guess what happens? Right. They come to you, sure. the taxpayer, and then your taxes go up. Ogdensburg. Yeah. Perfect right? example. And then the fear is that, you know, once those taxes go up, mm-hmm. then you have people that are like, I'm not putting up with this. I'm going to leave. Right. And then your revenue of how much taxes are coming in keeps getting lower right. and lower and lower. Right. So, and then it's just, it's just circling down the drain at that point. And then the burden goes on the people, the poor slobs that stay here. Right. And many of them are in fixed incomes or older people and exactly. so forth. And we see that, that cascade effect happening in New York state. I'm yep. sure you're not happy with Kathy Hochul. Uh, she, she came up with this lame excuse to why future uh, uh, construction should not include gas Operated grill uh, ovens. So, you know, the, the seculars, the woke, the, the progressives have clearly taken over New York State and the Northeast and big part of, of, of United States, of, of federal government. But do you look at City Hall today being operated by, by what Jeff Graham refers to as a gang of three as a progressive government? I don't know if I can title them. But what I would say is that there is three people on the city council who are not making wise decisions right, right. and they're not looking at in the best interests of the taxpayer or the people in Watertown. 
um, which was clear at that last special interest meeting when everybody in that room was accused of being friends with Jeff. And that's the only reason why they were there. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to be storm the castle at that point because it got very hot at that point. Explain that. Friends of Jeff. I'm, 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 I'm. So literally one member of the council accused everybody in that room mm -hmm. saying that they didn't, they didn't want, they weren't going to listen to us because we're all friends with Jeff and that's, we were told to come. Right. And which was completely not true. Mm -hmm. um, and so then later on, the same council person was like saying, well, everybody is for this. It's just you guys. You're the exception. Well, obviously, that was proved to be an error. Sure. And then all of a sudden it was like, I didn't know. Well, wait a second. You mm -hmm. just said you did right, at the right, meeting right. that you knew what everybody wanted. Right. But clearly you didn't. Right. Right. So right. Um, so I think that there's a bit of being out of touch sure. with with the people that live in Watertown. Right. But there also may be, which, you know, uh, I don't know, but m there may be just a few people that are being listened to. Sure. Which is another concern. Like right. if you're only listened to a small group of people mm -hmm. and that's the people that are kind of determining what's happening in Watertown. Right. Well, then that's a problem because they have their own interests. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And that may not be in the best interest of Watertown. And sure. so that's a concern. I, I mean, well, the pool. I mean, we, we have a brand new pool that mm -hmm. was built what, five, before COVID five, six years ago. Yep. Uh, a lot of people, you know, again, here's that expression, pushback. There was some pushback. But then we realized, wait a minute, you know what? We're down to uh, aging pools. If we're going to save one of them, it might as well be the park. This is me speaking. I thought that was a good decision. It looks great. I still don't know why a pool, and I don't care if it's municipal or not, has to cost over even a million dollars. Because if someone put that pool in their backyard, I, I doubt it would cost $3.4 million. That's not a knock on Sundance or anybody. But we know, it's just like, you know, you go to a body shop and there's two prices. Either you go through your insurance company for the front fender where you hit a deer, or you do it out of pocket. And we know there's a huge, huge difference. So these numbers for a pool... And now the new pool estimation is as much as $4 million on the north side. And we're saying we just made this huge investment in a pool five, six years ago. People can transfer. This is not the biggest city in the world. Cliff only looks at it as a quality of life issue. There are people on his side up there saying this is ridiculous not to look at this. But after spending, and in many cases people say wasting $3.4 million on the golf course, what say you about $4 million on the table for a new pool? That's a lot of money. Um, I'm, I'm standing on fiscal responsibility and that just doesn't seem fiscally responsible. Um, initially I was dead set against any other pool in the area, but then I started thinking about it and I was like, look, the people that have bought property around that current pool, the right. Flynn pool, right. Right? right? Now they have a decaying pool, mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and the area is not going to look good. That's mm -hmm. going to affect their property values. Mm -hmm. And I have sympathy for that. That's true. Okay? Good point. Never thought of it that way. So instead of a pool, I had always you know, stated that I was pro-large, extensive splash pad. Mm -hmm. This way, you don't have the ongoing costs of lifeguards. Right, true. Right? That we can't get. Right, the, uh, you know, the treating of the water is not like it is with a pool, True, right? Good point, yeah. um, if you have a leak, mm -hmm. right, it's not right. a bit as big a deal, right, right? Right, right? And you still have people that can enjoy it from all walks of life. True. Okay. Right. Um, the one at the park gets a lot of use. I know that people said, well, you know, uh, disabled people can't, you know, use a splash pad and can't do conditioning, was sure. the comment. Sure. You know, to be honest, mm -hmm. people who are disabled are not going to do conditioning in a public pool Good with point. kids jumping all right. over the place right. and risk being harmed. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the place. Sure. If you're going to time it mm -hmm. and say, okay, from this time to this time, right. they can do it, then, okay, maybe that's true. Right. But I think that's a wiser way mm -hmm. to spend money. Mm -hmm. um, it would be much less than $4 million. It would right. probably be less than a million. Right, right. Um, and you would have less ongoing costs. So do you characterize yourself, Mary Ellen, as a fiscal conservative? Yes, okay. absolutely. And uh, uh, our city manager, Ken Mix, came up with a very looming um, you know, report 
claiming that we're going to be, uh, the city might see a deficit as high as, I believe, $7 million by the year 2027. Right. Um, now people are going to you know, look back, you know, you think about the days when you were a drunken sailor and then the rainy days come up, you know, down the road and geez, I wish I wasn't a drunken sailor. Right. Well, we a drunken sailor as far as the lack of responsibility, one, 3.4 million. And the big, big vote here is we, if we could capsize everything. If we spend $4 million in a pool, essentially we don't need. So that really puts us in a bind four or five years from now. Sure it does. And then of course you have to look at the hydroelectric plant that right, we're right. losing that contract in what, six years so there is a lot of things coming down the road that right. we're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the water is going to be another issue that we have to deal right. with. Right. There's all these costs that, are, that you know, people don't think about infrastructure, sure. right? It's like buying socks. Right, right, you, know, right. you know, yeah. you don't get like, hey, look, did you see these socks yep. I just bought? You, just I, get you, it. you, you get can't it done. flock them, right. Right? right? So people don't really want to waste the money in buying those kind of things. Sure. The same thing is true with infrastructure. Infrastructure is important. It's necessary, mm-hmm. but people don't see the benefits right away. Right. But we have a crumbling infrastructure. Sure. Regardless of what's being said, they're mm-hmm. like, well, we have a budget for that. We have, Yeah, we have a budget to continue things as they are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not helping anything mm-hmm. because things are crumbling. And if you try to build on anything that's crumbling, it's not going to last. Right, right. Nor can you attract anything to your area when they're looking at it going, that's not going to sustain our business. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, Bob Kimball had mentioned, and he's right. Hmm. He's absolutely right. You can't build on Watertown unless you fix the infrastructure. And that's going to cost money. Well, that's where money should be spent. Interesting. Not all this other stuff. You know, there may come, I'm not saying that down the road we can't do stuff like sure. that when we're, you know, you, you, rolling in dough. Right. But right now we've got so many things that mm-hmm. need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on those because that's what's going to sustain our city. Can you take phone calls and then and, and sure. put on those clumsy headsets? Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's take the first, uh, tell, tell me if you can hear this. Can you hear me right now? Can you yeah. hear me? Okay, great. Uh, yeah. I th- Hi, you're on the hear air. Me. Uh, yes, I was talking to Mary Ellen. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, I just wanted to uh, say how impressed I am with with someone such as herself who has so many things going on but still finds time to go to the amount of meetings that she's speaking of, you know, the city council meetings and the work sessions and all. It's someone special that can do that and, you know, still manage their time that well. I couldn't do it. I'm just really impressed, and I think that's the kind of people we really need in office. And I enjoy, you know, having your guests on today and, you know, from the bottom of the heap to the top of the heap, this this guest is very much, I think, on the top. Wow. And I just, you know, appreciate people that can put in that much time and effort into what you're doing in life, not just in here. But it's 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 hard to put this much time into the yeah, it, is. it takes just the, the city council meetings now. Right. They're just way too long oh, to begin with. It's like a Boston like, Yankee you know, game. You can sit through all this and just everything in there, but we need more people like you that are giving back to the community to do that. I'm, I'm just really impressed. Boy, lefties hey, kissing up to Thank uh, you. Yeah, all right, thank Have you. a great day. Bye-bye now, don't you? Know? There you go. Well, there's a gleaming uh, endorsement from one of our regular callers. Well, I appreciate that. That was very kind. So you own your big, big home on Washington Street. Yes. How many square feet is that home? Oh, gee. It's a big it's, house. It's, um, it's about 1,800 square feet per floor, and we have wow. three three four floors. We finished our, the attic. And it's just you and and, your, and the two children? And, and, and my husband, yeah. Do you get lost? And my dad. And my dad, oh, your dad lives with Yeah. Cool. My dad's 94, and he lives with us. And yeah. your dad's from downstate as well? He's from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. He's Our <laughs> bus driver from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, Ralph Cramden. Yeah, he's God, from but my Brooklyn. Parents, I'm, my, I'm from Queens. My parents, my whole family is from, from Brooklyn, from Bay Ridge. I'm, oh, I'm from okay. That, yeah. So, but here's my concern with Watertown, above and beyond all the stuff that you and I just addressed. And I drive through this town more so than Fat Man's Cab. And I mean that. I know this town like the back of my hand. I'm like Johnny Oler in Havana. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm no. just throwing that out. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two people who know what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of ghost homes. Yeah. And you and I just talked about how we're scaring ta- uh, uh, the, the tax base away by increasing taxes. Mm-hmm. But also when you have XYZ amount of lots, someone threw the figure out there uh, not too long ago, people contested, said upwards of 1,900 ghost homes, meaning that's 1,900 lots on top of all the other abandoned lots that have right. been, been vacated for whichever reason. That's a lot of lost revenue where yes. all those services are still there. Right. They would have to be attached to the new home or the occupants that move right. in there. But that's that's another shaking for the city and the bottom line. Mm-hmm. 
But the ghost homes, in my opinion, right from the beginning, way before the golf course thing, is our biggest problem. Do you look at that as well, Mary Ellen? It, it is a problem because it it affects the face and what how people view Watertown, mm-hmm. right? That's so a good if, point. if you if you want to attract people, especially young families, they they don't want to move into this place where, you know, two doors down there's mm-hmm. an empty house and people are, you know, coming and going right. or, you right. know what I mean? Right. Um so yeah, so it's a big problem. Um and I think that a lot of the degradation that's happening, you know, the houses that are just losing um they're just decaying and mm-hmm. nobody's doing anything about it. You mm-hmm. know, there are, there are codes, you know, that mm-hmm. things have to be kept up. And I think that um, we should enforce those sure. instead of just kind of watching it all happen. You know, there was sometime ago, probably before you got here, just probably around the same time, there was a time when city council took it upon themselves to actively take down old abandoned houses. Some, <laughs> some several, which right on, on Arsenal street, um, and I said, wow, that, that's a shame to some degree. But as you know, if you let your house, what, for over 4,000 square feet go, even for one winter, oh yeah, it would the paint and everything, a house that's unlived in, yeah, it, starts it, to die. It's almost like it's not, be, it's not being yeah, taken care of. Yeah. So when you multiply that by hundreds of homes, yeah. uh, and not to mention HUD seems to be the biggest uh, you know, uh, landlord in this town, if you okay. know what I'm saying. Yeah. And we have a lot of outside entities and interests and ownership who don't care about the looks of a home as long as it meets the bare minimum standards. Mm, I don't know if city council can ever say, hey, that has to stop, but someone has to stop the bleeding at some point. Well, and I think people have to start taking pride in their city, right? That's that's the bottom line. They've got to take pride in their city. They have to desire for it to look good, you know, and not wanting to let it decay. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's one problem. Um, and the other thing is that a lot of the houses that are here have a lot of architectural value. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. it, it's just, you know, it makes me just want to just cry right, right. when I see some of these houses being torn down. Mm-hmm. When you look mm-hmm. on the inside and you see such beauty Woodwork. that you'll never no. replace. You'll yeah. never replace that. No. And so I mm-hmm. think we we really have to take pride in that history and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to cost some money, but it's worth it to invest in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was told that when I bought my house, um, people were like, well, it was a it was broken down to three apartments. Sure, yeah, right? probably in the 80s. Yeah, right. and um, and I said, you know, I'm going to restore this. And people were like, why are you going to buy it? You know how much money that's going to cost? Right, right, right. But I didn't Move see all that. Move to the country. Yeah, I didn't see that. Right. I just saw the beauty and the architecture, and I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I want to bring this back right. to where it was. And we did, you know, and I don't regret that. Jeff and Millie did it to their home, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Uh, so many other people did, but so uh, not enough is happening, and it is a crying shame. You want to take another call? Sure. Then i got to do a break. <clears throat> okay. Hi, you're, uh, you have a question for Mary Ellen. Yeah, i got a question. Uh, first of all, I like her uh, spunkiness. Uh, you know, I told Jeff uh, that she was going to be on your show today, Glenn. I don't know if you heard that. Yes, I did. How Can she, you hear that? Yeah, uh, how'd she I get can't... on there? I called her Mary Ann. Yeah, I said that. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, her name's Mary Ah, yeah, it was, it was Tim. Tim. I'm sorry. That's me yeah, yelling yeah, in your ear. Yeah, sorry. Me. I, I threw that up. But uh, anyhow, yeah. Um, yeah. when you bought your house, uh, Mary Ellen, did you have it appraised for uh, question number one? Number two, uh, <laughs> You can call Jeff anytime and schedule anytime to be on his show. I just wanted to let you know that. What are you, a producer? Well, no, but I think she, I don't know why he doesn't. Don't help Jeff out. Jeff can help himself. Trust me. He's okay. He's a big man. Well, 1240. But anyhow, yeah, yeah, I like how you're you're open to different ideas. You're not uh, steadfast on some things and you're looking at things and you ponder thoughts and stuff and. And you like uh, people's input, so uh, mm, way go. to go! Awesome. I want to hear your uh, your take on the appraised on your yeah. home before you bought it, though. All right, all right. Bye. Thank you. So you had it. You know where that's going. You you had an appraisal done of in course. your home, right? Um, because right. you know when a bank's involved, right? right they right. want to know that their their money is going to some a sound investment, right? So of course I had um, my house appraised prior to buying it. Um, What's worse, the price or the lack of appraisal, or both? 
I mean, it's got to be. I know. That's. I just threw that curveball at you. Yeah. Welcome um, to the world of politics. I don't know if you can pick one over the other. I mean, they're both pretty bad. They're really bad. Yeah. And and like you said at the outset, uh, no uh, privilege on the floor. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I get the rules. You know, you don't have to give anybody privilege of the floor at a right. special uh, meeting, but there's no reason not to. Right. You right. know, right. especially uh, with that purchase. You know, it, so it was almost like people were at the meeting, you know, people at city council, some of them, not all of them, right. but some of them were almost annoyed to have to even endure sure. the public. Right, you know? right, right, right. And it's like, Let look, you're, you're supposed to be representing us. Right. You're supposed to be. You sound like taking... Cliff only. <laughs> Take... Lord help you me. You work for me. <laughs> uh, you know, we're supposed to be representing people, right. you know? And so if you're representing people, you have to listen to people. And one of the things that I wanted to add to what the caller was saying was sure. that um, when I went around to get signatures, one of the things that so impressed me was the wealth of knowledge in Watertown. Mm. People come from such diverse backgrounds and have so much information to give mm. that that needs to be tapped into. How so? Explain. Um, so, like, there was a guy, for instance, that worked for the Department of Public Works, mm -hmm. and he was just like, you know something? He goes, this was the problems that I saw. This was, you know, we have, we have a budget to put the salt in a type of garage. Right, right. And that hasn't happened yet, but they're losing thousands of dollars of salt every year. And I said, well, wait a second. You're mm -hmm. losing thousands of dollars of salt every year, mm -hmm. but it's exposed to the weather. Right. So of course you're going to, and he's like, exactly. Yeah, right. So we have a budget for it, but it hasn't happened yet. Wow. So I was like, yeah. so these are, I met a construction guy mm -hmm. and he was just like, you know, when we have a problem with something, we bring people to the table right. and we discuss it because mm -hmm. you don't know where you can get ideas from. Right. And maybe they're not the best ideas, but maybe a portion of that idea is a great idea. Mm -hmm. right? right. And so maybe three or four other people would say, you know, part of that's good, but right. this part's not good. Right. But you know what? We can use this to make something better. Right. And I think we just need to get more input from the people. I, I'm, I'm just going to say, ideally, everything you just said makes sense. But there's also something that I say, too many chefs spoil the broth. That's <laughs> and, true. You can direct it, though, right? You, you, you can. As a mayor, you can. I just look at at our city council is broken right now. Oh, Mary yeah. Ellen. It's yeah, very, it very is. Much. It's because you have three... Of the five, and certainly three of the four of the managed government parties, the council people, d disrespecting each other like yeah. I've never seen before. Yeah. So <clears throat> whether or not there's good ideas brought to the table currently, uh, they could be the greatest ideas in the world, but they're not going to go anywhere. Because I think there's a lot of spiteful, negative behavior going there on is. right now. And I think that's why this election is so important. It is. Because you can change that right. whole outcome. Right, right. And th the other thing is that... Um, you have a bunch of people on there that are, once again, that are not listening to the people, mm -hmm. and they have an enormous amount of power, which I did not realize. I I thought, well, why couldn't we just vote on a large purchase like that? Right. Why can't like we have an amendment yeah, sure. to say, you know, after a million dollars, the public has to vote on sure. it? Well, because we're a municipality and a city, mm -hmm. the city, the city council has to make that decision. That's mm -hmm. the rules. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that whoever you're voting for, right. you're giving them unlimited monetary power. You really, yeah, and it goes to their head, Marilyn. If you haven't noticed that, especially when you you have a lopsided voting process. So therefore, people have to take responsibility yeah. in voting. Mm -hmm. They have to one vote. And number two, they've got to find out who these people are, mm -hmm. whether it's me or anybody else. They need to take the time mm -hmm. to figure out what these people stand for, because mm -hmm. in the end, mm -hmm. you're giving them enormous power, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. Right. That's just the reality. Which also just goes to show that local races have more profound outcomes on us Absolutely. as opposed to voting for even Congress mm -hmm. and certainly Senator, because we're in a blue state. It is what it is. And now, you know, uh, we're in a blue state and our, our presidential vote means nothing. We'll never see a, a Republican president anyway. But this is where you do have control of things here in a local race like this. Sure. And it has a lot of effect on people. Let's take another call. And then I'll do a break and then we'll be done. But Mary Ellen, you've been great. I can't believe we're, we're this far already. Hi, you're on the air. You have a question for Mary Ellen? 
Yes, um, you're acting too uh, logical and sensible. Uh, Yeah, yeah, get out of here. (laughs) You're out of the race. Uh, No, congratulations on uh, uh, your running, and uh, I wish you the very best. But uh, my my favorite thing, I'm a great advocate of swimming and everything, but within the, and it it doesn't seem to be too much acknowledgement with with the the current mayor and the, the past mayor, but there are five, as of right now, there are five pools within the confines of the city of, uh, excuse me, of Watertown. And they should be utilized um, between the high school pool, I think it's Wiley, and then the YMCA, right. and then the two, mm-hmm. two, uh, uh, the two. Uh, yes, the, we, got, yeah, we got, yeah, we got You know, certainly they could. Uh, and a new one with a new taxi one. service or something to get a kid from a, a child from uh, north side to the. Right. One of the pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the sense of spending uh, three or four million dollars for twelve or thirteen weeks? Well, that's a good question. I'll ask you that. But thank you, my friend, because I have other callers. Uh, excellent question. You have, you have an answer for that. And not to mention the the aquatic center. But the argument there is, is only rich people can go to the Y. Go ahead. Um, so yeah. So I get that. Um, but I still think that's a lot of money to spend, and I think that for exactly for thirteen weeks. Right. But once again, you have to remember that if you let all of that go, then the property values around that are going to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And that's going that's not going to be a good scene for Watertown either. No. But you can make a compromise and do a splash pad, which is not going to, you know, it's not going to have ongoing costs like you would for a pool. But it's still going to provide loads of entertainment right. and be enjoyable. So... You know, if people can't travel to a literal pool, that's still there, and it's still not going to be that big of a dent right. I agree. on the city. One more call, and then we'll do a break, and we'll call it a day. Thank, uh, hi, you're on the air. Glenn, thanks a lot for having uh, Mrs. Blevins on the air. Mm-hmm. And er- earlier in your conversation with her, you mentioned that the Mercy Hospital, the former Mercy Hospital campus site, which is looks like a lunar landscape now and has for about eight or eight or nine years, mm-hmm. is back in the news. Right. Why is it back in the news? Oh, well, they, I guess the question is. I, I think Channel Seven decided what. Why is it look like the lunar, uh, uh, you know, uh, surface? Uh, what, what's happening to it? Nothing's hasn't. Nothing's happened there. Uh, a lot of those guys were indicted. They were involved with uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, the core uh, company. They also own uh, the other development on out of Wa- on out of Arsenal Street where Target is, and they had all these grandiose ideas. And um, actually, but you know what? It's, it's thank you for the call, my friend. I got to do a break, but thank you. I look at that as a blessing because if they didn't come in with this, like, hey, we're going to build condos and retail space, we're going to do a lot of stuff. Here, that building would still be there right now, Mary Ellen. Yeah. So they, they did us a favor. But going forward, what would you like to see there? Just you know, as a, as an observation. Well, that's a good question. I mean. I think that, um, you know, some housing, because, you, you know, we put have a dog park there. No, it's kidding. <laughs> no, but, you know, a, a lot. We have a lot of travel mm-hmm. um, providers and they're they need housing. Um, so it would be nice to have a development that's nice mm-hmm. in that area mm-hmm. um, so they don't have far to travel. That yeah. would be one idea. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people look at us. Well, we need low cost housing. And that sounds like such a fundamentally good idea, and it's good for the neighborhood, but uh, people don't want that there. I don't think these, because low-cost housing has a stigma attached to it. That means it's the welfare state. Uh, do you look at it that way, uh, way Mary Ellen? I mean, sometimes you have to make some tough decisions and uh, without sounding or, or showing lack of or some type of compassion, because it, it comes down to business dollars and cents. Well, and right now you have a lot of people that are traveling, um, traveling providers, whether they're nurses, whether they're physicians, whether they're mid-levels that need housing. Hmm. I mean, that is absolutely true. They need housing. They're looking for housing. They don't have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that would be the perfect location for them. And I think that would be a way to spend it wisely. That's that's because Mercy used to be there. It's like a hospital for the medical community, so to speak. You know, I mean, it's just that's ironic. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Good. I'm I'm calling about the Tammy situation and Cliff Olney. Yeah. Some gossip going around. Right, right. I wasn't directly involved in that. I like to provide a little context. So Mm -hmm. this is in the context of uh, I got involved because of wrecked apartments and 
know, the thinking was that, yeah, like not all, you know, locals are, you know, going to wreck apartments. There's a lot of good people in town. This is uh, pretty much because of drug users and uh, crazy people, right? Right. That aren't being arrested. And it's also in the context of, uh, you know, we're watching the Butler Pavilion situation on TV where the homeless are, you know, camping out there. Then they're being kicked out by the Watertown police, mm-hmm. you know, in the dead of winter with snowfall. It's pretty cold. And then in the context of, you know, Mr. Sameo opening up his homeless shelter. Right. And, uh, you know, watching from afar on TV, just it's kind of disgusted at how, hmm. you know, it seemed the bureaucracy was, you know, every step of the way trying to shut this thing down. Well, so kind I, of what we did as individuals, and again, in the context of... A, a lot of context scene, here. You know, Olney's post right. of Tammy at Walmart, and, right. you know, proclaiming that, she, you know, she wants some help and a, a chance, or mm-hmm. she wants to be self-sufficient and stuff like that. We as individuals uh, decided to take this on as a... Like a cause or a case. So I, I just got to cut you only because you know, I'm, I'm running out of time. But what I mean, I see your point, but I don't. So how does this, uh, you know, in as far as Mary Ellen Blevins is concerned, is this a question or a concern that she should be answering to? Yeah, she should be answering to it. So what we're what we're saying is that the county put made people homeless in the dead of winter. We as individuals are like, well, we're going to help one of them. Mm-hmm. So we did, and it's kind of an experiment. So and wait, wait. I, I, do I know? Section. Are you tra- are you are you uh, Mr. Bonner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. I well. Yeah, I, I just think it's important that we that we we get that because I know we spoke with with Trina yesterday, and I know in a sense you're you're following up on that discussion yesterday. D- do do people have the wrong idea about what you did with Tammy? Then is that what you're saying? Sir? Well, apparently, yeah. All we're doing is like just helping a homeless person. I I, I, I get that, and uh, and of the, course, Cliff has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, but uh, again, this is for another day. I got I got Mary Ellen here. Then I got to do a break. Call me tomorrow so we could follow up on this discussion if that's good with you. Okay? Yeah, we can do that. So okay, I'll just, one last sentence. No. It's just it's in the backdrop of yep. instead of asking the county to solve all our problems like homeless, we just as individuals decided right. to help somebody out. No, I agree. I agree. And I and you you to be commended. I don't yeah, see the connection. I guess uh, Mary Ellen, with... I'd have a question for her. You know, she's been in the town a long time and uh, I think she deals with a lot of these uh, you know, tax sales. And what would she, what would she do? What would her idea or what would she do to help homeless people? There you go. All right, thank you my friend. Thank you very much. Real quick and then we got to say goodbye to you Mary Ellen, but okay. what would you do with the homeless people? Well, first of all, you know, that's a tough situation because I've seen this happen in medicine all the time where we have social issues and suddenly we're told we need to deal with them, right. but we're not trained to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we we solve a problem which we think we're solving and we create 10 problems down the road. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this, we need to join forces with people who are dealing with the homeless mm-hmm. that know the pitfalls, that know the problems that... Uh, can happen, right. and then find solutions. Sure. But to try to find solutions on our own, mm-hmm. I think is just unwise. Yeah. Mary Ellen Blevins, uh, you are running for city council, and we know why you're running for city council. Uh, several people chimed in and said, and one of which said you, you, you have a, a full-packed life to, as it is, and for you to add this to your busy uh, day, uh, for that matter, uh, uh, lifestyle, uh, you are to be commended for that. You are the accidental politician, but I think people recognize uh, right away uh, that you are formidable in terms of uh, the, the race that we're going to be seeing. So that's going to be June 27th. We actually have a new calendar behind you. That's going to be June 27th. This is the big day. Yeah. Uh, we hope to have you on the air once again before all that happens, Mary Sure. And thank you very much. I shake everyone's hand when I do this. Okay. I've been vaccinated, by the way. <laughs> Mary Ellen, thank you very much, and good luck, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you Let's so much. Let's do this uh, break, and we'll be right back right after this. It's FX Capura Honda's birthday. And we're on Facebook. Welcome back, and thank you, uh, Mary Ellen uh, Blevins, for coming in. And you know what? I sent the photograph over to News Junkie, and it bounced back. I don't know why. I'm sorry about that. I, I really I, I can't remember to, to take uh, uh, pictures, but today I did. So, anyway, um, just bear in mind, inflation is everywhere except at Widget Auto Sales. 19 banking institutions waiting for you. And then eventually, we're going to have the biggest sale of the year coming up in a couple of weeks up there at Widget. I'm working on the uh, marketing plan as we speak. Uh, and that's going to be called May Days. Uh, four big days uh, for you to buy a pre-owned vehicle from... 
uh, the used car leader. And of course, who could forget our friends at L.A. Quarry in Lafargeville, locally owned and operated, of course, by the Thompson family. Uh, for stone, sand, and topsoil delivery, give them a shout at 315-658-2004. Uh, L.A. Quarry, Lafargeville, open 366 days of the year. Leap day, that don't make me laugh. Christmas day, yep, we deliver. All right, anyway, we got like two, maybe three minutes left in today's show. Give me a shout, 755-1240 if you want to be the last caller of the show, or one of the last callers, depending upon how far we get. You're on the air. Yes, I a quick question on... All these people that are uh, helping people uh, get them a second start, right. all this stuff. Right, right. Now, this woman they've helped, she's got three dogs. Yeah, right. Okay, Tim. who's feeding the three dogs? <clears throat> has she got kids? She has a daughter. Okay, so you got two humans and three dogs in an apartment. Right. All right, where does this end? I, I don't I don't even know who's funding it to tell you the truth. You know, That's could, what it, I'm saying. Right. Now, are they helping this person? Are they going to get her a job so she can learn a skill and help pay her way? Well, apparently she has a job or, to be an advocate for what be they're like doing. Yeah. That complex they want to build at Old Wilbur's or off Mill Street that says they never have to leave. Is this what's going to happen? We're going to be tied. The taxpayer is going to have to pay for anybody that comes here and a home and say they're homeless, they're homeless because they don't work, they do nothing. Are we stuck with this? Wow, this has been I mean, ongoing for years. All, I'm all for helping people and sure. donating sure. and things like that. I do all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be an end to this. They've got to have an end to the game. Mm-hmm. They just can't go on forever. Like a war. And it yeah. sounds like... That's how we could end up. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right, one last call. Hi, you're on the air real quick. Yes, a quick. Uh, village-wide rummy sale in Black River, huge at eleven at 100 Window Lane. Village-wide rummy sale. It didn't get in the paper. Oh, wow. Well, you shouldn't have put it in the paper. You should put it on the radio like you're doing right now. No one reads yes, the newspaper yes, anymore. that's why I'm doing it. And I'm They're all sorry, dead in their grave. wonderful. If I lived in Watertown, she would have my vote. Well, there sure. you go. There you go. She did well. Thank you very okay, much. thank you so much. No, thank Black you. Black River, that... village-wide rummage sale. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So, you know, again, you, you pay the price when you go with the wrong uh, venue. And that's certainly the case. But I'm, hopefully people heard that message. AM 1240, a WATN makes this legal. Thank you to Mary Ellen Blevins. Thank you for listening. Tom Holman, tomorrow on the Live at Five show. Until then, have a great night. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. 